Uh, hello, everybody. This is Oliver. I play Finnick. Uh, this may be my last podcast. Uh, not sure yet. This will be fun. Um, yeah, so uh, in case you don't see me again on this podcast, uh, stop listening to it. And, uh, and instead, <laughs> follow me uh, at O underscore Giorgio and uh, at Soda Impro on Twitter. Mm, yeah. Bye. <laughs> That is so nothing so for the podcast at all. <laughs> no, so I, I think it's pretty funny. Okay, <laughs> he's being selfish. I love it. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Last time, Finnick, despite the others' warnings, went alone to an orc bar to set traps. The orcs noticed. We begin back at the Emerald Arms. This is a converted barn with a little yard around it. A bit on the outskirts of town. On the first floor, there's over a dozen nasty-looking orcs sitting around rough wooden tables or along the long wooden bar. At one end, near the stairs to the hayloft, are the massacre maimers. A somewhat sickly-looking maimer has started leading them up the stairs. Something's up there. Something that means them harm. And up in the hayloft, in one of the piles of hay strewn about for sleeping, on the edge of a pool of light thrown by a torch on the wall, hides Finnick Fleetfoot, halfling rogue, fearing for his life. The first orc who saw you was a sickly-looking thing, something diseased. He goes up the stairs, stepping nimbly through the ball-bearing set to trap him. He gets to the top. He moves beside your hay bed, sniffs around for you, and continues to move past. A second one, who is following close behind, who seemed stronger. This orc manages to step nimbly past, kicking the ball bearings by, stands beside your hay bed, sniffs as well, and stops right behind the other one, still sniffing the air. A third one, with long, sharp claws, tries to see you in the pools of darkness thrown by the torches, and sees nothing. A fourth, large orc, holding a rather mean-looking sword, trudges up the stairs. You can feel the ground shake as it steps nearer and nearer your hay bed. And it is going to slice into the hay because it thinks it's seen something. This orc with the sword stabs in at you. You manage to twist away from his blade and sort of take a glancing blow on your arm. And the second stab of his sword comes through and misses you and just hits hay. Bloody hay. Oh, hey, fella. Is that any way to treat the best halfling marble player in all of tarot? <laughs> oh, you're so bad. All right, this one is confused by you. <laughs> prove it. As the orc with the sword says, prove it, two more orcs rise up. The stairs. One goes directly behind you. One goes to your left. And another one 
can't quite make his way through the crowd, so he just waits at the top of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he's very awkward, and he's never been well-liked by the rest of the team. You have one chance to convince them you are truly a champion marble player who was somehow practicing in their hayloft. <laughs> now, you must have heard of me. My name is Shim Sham Jim, the best halfling marble player in all of Taro. Now, I'm on a quest to become not just the best halfling marble player, but the best marble player, no qualifier. I've already beat the best elf, I've already beat the best human, and I've already beat the best dwarf. And I was told that the best orc marble player resided in this here tavern. So I decided to come and find him and challenge him so that I may become the best. In the hayloft! Well, yes, that was the only way I knew in. I couldn't reach the handle. Do you know what we make marbles from? What's that? Think of something small and round that can be removed from your corpse. They start squishy. They end hard. We dry them. They're in a smokehouse. It's out back. I don't actually know. Could someone tell me? I'm curious. Testicles. Oh, cool. Yes, I thought that was very clear without being deliberately spoken of. No one had ever told me. I thought you were talking about eyeballs because they'd probably be rounder and thus better for marbles. They got all those veins on the back. That's, mm. that's for the soup. Have you not had the, the halfling eyeball soup? Oh, it's good. It's good. So, I assume that it's one of you lovely-looking fellas. Wait, why were you up here? We were down there. Well, I was about to come down, but then I dropped my marbles. So how uh, you can't be a very good marble player if you just drop your marbles, and they're all the same size it, and shape and color. Where's your Aggie? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he lost his marbles. Ha 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 Ah, fellas, you sure are a riot. Now, those were just my practice marbles. However, I do have the special marbles that I use for championships. Now, I wouldn't pull those out unless, say, the guy who could challenge me were to come up and challenge me. What's with all the weapons? Oh, well, this is just in case, uh, you know, sneaking into places and challenging people to marbles... Some people get very serious about marbles. Why did you hide? Well, because I was afraid. I, I was in the dark here, and I didn't know what was coming up. But when I saw that it was you, well, I was... Who else I, would you possibly think it was? Well, I, I thought that it might have been uh, somebody who, who wasn't an orc. Because I was I'm looking specifically sure for orcs. I believe you. What was the name of the guy who won the marble competition for the entire realm last year? Yeah, realm-wide, not regionals. I've got something better. The marble that he won it with. I heard that was still deep in a gnome's skull. Yes, skull deep. He bounced it off his one marble. It went right into his opponent's skull. Well, I fished it out. That's gross. That's pretty That's gross. Bit, yeah, disgusting. Yeah. Gnome Do you skull, s- you know it's been in there? Do you uh, want to see it? Did you maybe mix it up with the eye and get the eye instead of the marble? Did you wash it? Well, sure, everyone has to wash it. However, I kept the essence of the gnome on it, because that's what gives it luck. Now, we were all at Realm Wides last year. So yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We know pretty much what this thing looked like. Family reunion. Great. So We go each year. We make banners. So, do you want to see it? I'll I tell you what. If you can beat me, I'll let you have it. But oh, we're planning on beating you anyway. Yes, we're quite, we're quite literally going to beat you. All right. Well, do you want to see it at least? Show it to us now. Sure. 
It's in here. My marble bottle. Finnick opens the ever-smoking bottle, and the air is filled with a cloud of smoke. You, since you are very close to two orcs, and they are just going to swing wildly at this smoke cloud that you have just made. One of them is going to slam right into you with his big great axe. The second orc is going to take a even wilder, even bigger, even angrier swing at you. And the hilt of his sword is going to detach from the blade. <laughs> and the, the blade flies across the hayloft and embeds itself in the wall across from you. And he's just... where What would have hit your neck is just air as the hilt uselessly swings around you. And he's just sort of left looking at it as you jump away. Finnick drops down to the first level. Finnick lands hard on the ground directly in front of the bar. Ah, my ankles! He uh, dashes for the door and drops the ever-smoking bottle directly in front of the door before he exits until he gets outside and looks around. You're still sort of bathed in the light of the lanterns on the, on the exterior of the Emerald Arms. Uh, you're kind of in a more suburban rural area of the city. There's... Because this was a barn, uh, there's a little bit of extra space around it, but you're about 20 feet from the nearest street, nearest alley where buildings pick up again. There's a bit of, there's about 25 feet of dead ground around it. Uh, and sees that he has nowhere really to hide, so instead he just flattens against the wall beside the door. What the orcs on the main floor see, their heroes, the Massacre Mamers, screaming, trying to slice at this puff of smoke that falls down to in front of the bar, and then the puff of smoke seems to run out the door, while the maimers, their heroes above, scream after it. A sword goes flying across the roof. You hear just screams and anger, and the orcs down at the edge of the bar want to get a piece of the action. So they dash after it to see what all the fuss is about. So the three orcs closest to that door have dashed out into the night. They see the bottle smoking at their feet, look around themselves, and stand waiting in front of the door, five feet from the door, looking outwards. The maimers start to run down the stairs. So half the maimers join them in sort of a semicircle outside. There is a crowd of orcs, of regular orcs, of massacre maimer orcs, standing vigilant outside the door, looking, waiting, smelling, sniffing, scratching, standing awkwardly looking to what the cool guy next to him is doing and then trying to do sort of the same stance. They wait. Finnick, seeing this large crowd of orcs in front of him, holds his breath and slowly bends his knees and starts walking backwards up the wall, keeping an eye on the orcs as he does as sneakily as possible. I love that image. <laughs> <laughs> Back away. <laughs> He's walking up the side of the wall. That sounds un... Oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Finnick sees the orcs as they one by one turn to look at him. 
Uh, so the two regular orcs who want, really want to impress these, uh, these professional athletes are going to throw their javelins in a display of athletic prowess. Come down here, they scream as they throw their javelins at you. And the biggest orc you've ever seen takes a giant spear, hurls it into your shoulder. We want to play with your marbles. Ah, jeez. I'm sorry, my marbles are for myself. We really don't believe the marble story anymore. <laughs> oh, we don't? No. Teddy? <laughs> what kind of marbleist throws a smoke bomb in our bar? Well, it's a magic smoke bomb, so now you have that, I guess. Ooh, dibs. Yeah, we're going to be dividing up all your possessions now. Mm. I, I dibsed. Dibs means mine. Well, that normally we, we roll for it. Dibs. Dude, is anyone going to call call ruling on this? No, I think he called dibs. That's, uh, that's Yep. Yep, dibs dibs counts. Dibs. As they're arguing about this, uh, Finnick <laughs> runs the rest of the way up to the roof. When he pulls himself onto the top, Finnick looks around for other rooftops to jump onto. So on the sort of uh, western end, you saw that there was about 25 feet of dead ground between the barn and anything else. On the other end, it is closer to 30. This is a barn. There was room for like the corral in the paddock. This is not a... Uh, it's, you're, once again, you're in sort of the semi-suburban rural section of this place. It's a bit of a green space. They have a farmer's market there. It's very nice in the, in the midsummer. So wait, what's the western side? The western side is where all uh, the orcs are now gathered and hucking stuff at you. The orcs are now sort of at the bottom. They did not think to bring ladders. They also have the idea that they're going to once again run back up the stairs. They're get, starting to get really annoyed at having to go up and down the stairs to chase you. The barkeep is very annoyed by all of this. He does not need this kind of annoyance tonight. Uh, so they're, the two orcs who threw their javelins trying to impress the other ones are going to stick down where they were before in case you poke your head over the side of the roof to stick your tongue out at them or something. So Finnick runs across the roof to the... Uh, opening on the south side of the building and uh, and peers down inside to see if it's still smoking. So the second floor of the hayloft is still clear air, but you see smoke coming up from down below. Finnick drops to the second floor, jumps over the railing, and lands directly onto a horse. Now that you are on the main floor, the half of this bar that is near the west side is very, very smoky. What the orcs saw was you drop down off these off the hayloft and just sort of disappear down into the smoke. One of the orcs finally has the bright idea to pick up the bottle that is <laughs> at his feet and stare at it for a second and stick his finger into it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, look what I did. One orc is now consumed with sticking his finger into the bottle. The rest of the orcs sort of... Get ready. They can only see a few feet in front of them. Uh, They're crowded around the door. A bunch of them are on the stairs, Brady Bunch style. Uh, They know generally where you are, but they have no idea what you plan to do, so they're just sort of waiting. The orcs on the other half of the bar are all just sort of very confused and very hesitant to do anything at this point. Uh, So one of these orcs who... If an orc could be wearing priestly robes, that's what he's doing. Casts a guiding bolt into the smoke. Landing right at the feet of this horse. Finnick thinks to himself, 
I got her. <laughs> Does it damage the gate? Pop that gate open. Uh, I will actually. Pop, pop that gate. Pop, pop that gate open. Pop that gate. <laughs> it damages the gate. Yay! All right. Rocks it off its hinges in the evil divine light it casts. And you hear one voice go, shit. Finnick sees that the, the gate is open uh, directly in front of him because it's a bit smoky. Uh, but he knows that he'll need another distraction. So he pulls out his hooded lantern, uh, lights it, uh, tosses it at the back of the bar to the wooden shelves, lighting them on fire. Even though he's not nearly large enough for the saddle that's on this horse inexplicably, he feels comfortable in it. He feels a sort of connection with the animal beneath him. A little chestnut mare. Not wanting to make too much noise so that the people in the smoke know where he is, he whispers to the horse, Yeah! <laughs> and and then, takes off for the eastern door. And then the 700-pound beast with metal shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so as this chestnut mare rears out of its pen, sensing freedom from these orcs, charges headlong with a fire in the smoke behind it, passes through. Three orcs. One of them takes a swing with its great axe and misses. Another one manages to get a glancing blow at your shins. But the third one squares up, knuckles together, makes that leg kick, turns its hips, and catches Finnick right in his stomach. Finnick falls unconscious, but manages, by the razor's edge of divine luck, to catch his foot in one of the stirrups. And so, limp, nearly lifeless, upside down, Finnick is carried out of the Emerald Arms and his head just sort of smashes off the, uh, the door as he goes. There are 16 furious orcs, helpless, in a burning barn. And the horse rides into the night. Finnick, in the night, is not breathing for a moment. And then, jostled by his head bouncing off a stone, (gasps) life breathes back into the luckiest creature ever to set foot into the Emerald Arms. (laughs) Back closer to One-Eye's gambling house, the rest of the party who did not foolishly venture into the Emerald Arms are... Figuring out their next move. Hey, guys. Um, I don't know how we feel about juicing, per se, but... Ooh, if you put some carrots in there, it gets delicious. I mean, I know a place where I get my components, and uh, they also sell potions. So we Ooh. could get some potions. They would last long enough to be in the game. That's probably a very good idea. I don't fancy f- trying to win a game against a bunch of orcs. No, particularly with poor Finnick dead. Yes, well, let's hope he doesn't die. I'm not even sure it's against the rules. I think they're pretty loose on that. They're a loosey-goosey thing in terms of juicing. Oh, really? So we can do that. Okay, leads the way, Hank. Hank leads the group to his secret magic shop. By secret magic shop, on the outside, he means a pawn shop. One of the types that have a cage just inside the door that you have to get buzzed into by a larger half-orc man wearing a sleeveless, cut-off shirt as sort of a... The kind of beard that does not involve a mustache and is mostly on the neck. 
and is very balding. Oh, another orc too soon. I'm too half orc, man. Too soon for what? I, I don't understand. Yeah, because uh, it's, well, our friend just died in an orc bar. How do we know he died? Yeah, playing the odds. Oh, your friend went into an orc bar? Did he mean the ill will? Oh, yes. Oh, he's dead. Just write him off. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you're looking for some flowers for the funeral, then? Well, no, we're looking for some other things, and I'm also wondering how I became the optimistic one in the group. And do people pawn flowers? Sometimes you rent. Sometimes I have perhaps a garden I tend to in the back that I like to spend afternoons in, just about dusk having a glass of lemonade. Listen to Mr. Locutious back here. What you have failed to consider is that I have a rich and varied interior life. I was just looking at buying some potions. What did you say? We just I was looking to buy some potions. I think I got that right. Did or I say some all the same powders words again? or some dust, something that we can hide amongst our persons. You guys ain't gods, are you? Because you got to tell me if you're a city guard. I'm a paladin of this realm or some other similar one. I'm a wizard. I, I got my card right here. Can I trust you guys? Well, uh, that's debatable, but uh, you can trust us enough to buy some stuff from you. I promise I won't write you down in my shield. The smart answer when someone asks you that is yes. You, oh, just, yes. you just say yes. 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 Yes, you can trust us. Tell me a secret. No, why would we tell you a secret? Well, sometimes a my on. bladder control is no longer quite what it should be. You can trust us. We don't know if we can trust you. Tell me the name of your crush. My wife? That's, that's quite sweet. I believe that. All right. Well, how about you, lady? His wife. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's an awkward situation. Mm. I don't want to get involved in that. I, I hope we can leave that out of the business dealings, but I appreciate your candor. And you, little man. Oh, pretty much everyone. Everyone? That's true. It's uh, true. Yes, yes. For the my, most part. My father was like that. He sounds hot. Not many men can take on an orc woman. My knees are old, but everything else is willing. All right. You guys want to see the special stuff? Yes, please. Come back here. And he ushers you into the back room that is behind a curtain. Ooh, crowded back here. There's just shelves full of bottles and pouches. <clears throat> it gives off a sort of tingling sensation being in this room. All looking, no touching. Okay, guys, what do you think we need? I mean, the game involves a lot of running, so maybe we should just get like something that makes us faster. Ooh. Faster's good. What about uh, something that protects us so that we don't take as many hits? We can last longer? Uh, there's a little blue potion here that says it makes you last longer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they're talking about. But something oh. tells me that you're the kind of guy who might want that. Five gold. I'm, I haven't really seen my wife a lot lately, so I'll put it off. It seems like you need that. Like, if you do it for four gold. That's a good price. I usually pay more. Why? Why am I stuck with this? Something that not makes you last longer, but protects you from damage, perhaps. Uh, do you have any potions of speed? You want some speed? Yes. A potion. Oh. Less fun? Do you want to do speed anyways? Maybe. <laughs> maybe later. Yeah, maybe another day. All right, yeah, I got one of those. I can do two. Okay, we'll take two of those. All right, all right, all right. Rings it up. He has a little uh, Victorian cash register. Cha-ching, cha-ching. That's the sound of me making money. Let's get a dust of disappearance just in case. All right, that's another 300. Yes. 
And do you happen to have a uh, a potion of longevity? What, like a extend your life potion? Yes. I have a potion of length. Well, I I'm I'm okay there. <laughs> well, uh, look. Like I might know where one could find that, but I don't have that here. Well, I'd be interested in one if you could get your hands on one. Look, uh, look, that's a that's a that's a bit of a different story. That is that is that is buried. That's the kind of thing that's buried deep. Yes, just setting it up for later. Oh yes, <laughs> I've got something that might interest you. Oh, I was just about to say we should save some money for the funeral. Uh, what do you have that interests us? We can talk about the funeral later. Yes. Well, if you've got a few grand lying around, I got a little special potion that uh, it's just somewhat invulnerable. Well, I don't think they're really going to be trying to kill us. No, no, just hold up a second. How can you be only somewhat invulnerable? I was just going to ask, how can you be somewhat? That was the words I said. Yes. You said my words again. I did. Well, like a wizard, like a wizard could still hurt you, but... Oh, normies can. Nope. And who wants to do some speed? Anybody want to hang out? Oh, uh, do you have a magical axe? Talking about my guitar? No. I'm not talking about your weird hobbies. Fook, not for the sports. We can't use an axe Look, what do sports. you need all this for? Yes, but if we go underneath later and just see where that lich is, we're going to need magical weapons. Wait, did someone just say lich? I said leech. We're going after leeches. It's a medical thing. That's what you need all these potions for? They're big. What are you using these just, potions just, for? Just let us chat. I should have gone with Finnick. So do you have a magical axe? Look, that's a, that's a private family heirloom. Mm-hmm. I had a family. So many little gnomes. Steve! Ooh. Steve! Oh, Ooh, yeah, Steve, where is so Steve? cute. Steve, where is he? Steve. <laughs> Here, Steve. Here, Steve. Somebody who is more observant in the group at this point might notice he's got a Tudor Perpetuals banner, a pennant hanging above his... Uh, oh, are you a fan of the Tudors, the Perpetuals? Well, in a strictly masochistic sense. Well, we're playing in the game tomorrow. What? You're not on the team. You're not part of my program. We made them very sick. No, no, they got sick, and we were last-minute replacements. We're playing on the on in the game tomorrow, so we're trying. You know. Wait, you guys are playing tomorrow? Yeah. We are, and a magical axe and a potion of longevity could really help us. All right, right, all right, all right, all right. So could invulnerability. Two things. One, you want to buy this axe from me? You got to do two things for me. Okay. Well, get me a ticket to that game. Okay. Two. You gotta win for me. Well, we want to win. That's why I was hoping to get that invulnerability potion. Maybe you could give me a deal on that. Look, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I'm not gonna, not gonna give it to you before you win. I, I will give, sell you my family's axe if you win this game. I know. I was asking about the potion of invulnerability. You're rather stuck on that. I am. Yeah, but that price doesn't come down. Ugh. Well, after we win this game, we will be back, and that axe will be mine. And the ticket. Oh, yes, and the, and the ticket. Um... All right, leave it at the gate. My name is Darcy. That's a girl's name. Mr. Darcy. That is correct. That checks out. <laughs> Mr. Evelyn Darcy. Ooh. Evelyn uh, is traditionally a male name. I'm not judgmental. I am. Well, we still need to get a full night's rest, so... Yes. We should go. So no on the speed, then? After we win. Nice. Speed party. 
So you move off into the night with your with your goods and your promises. We head back to the boarding house by way of the orc bar just to see what's going on there as we walk by. Oh, you're going to join the crowd looking at the conflagration? Who knew? <laughs> you... I guess funeral services are going to be easy. You have a very easy time finding the Emerald Arms because it is a beacon in the night. Is, uh, is there any way for you to check if Finnick was inside? Uh, no, not without going inside. Do you, have any spe- do, you, do you have any spells, Hank, to check where Finnick is? I got an idea. I'll try one thing. Hank reaches his finger up into the air, feels around till in the smoke until it's covered with a little bit of ash, and then licks his finger. Doesn't taste like Finnick. I have an idea as well. Finnick! Finnick! Why do you know what Finnick tastes like? <laughs> oh, well, I used to date him. Not you. Oh, oh, sorry. Him. We'll come back to you later. I can just kind of figure it out, give him a good look. Kind of looks like it tastes a certain way. Your shouts and your tasting of the smoke have attracted a bit of attention. The fire brigade is out. Uh, it's a volunteer fire brigade, of course. So there's the baker, the blacksmith, candlestick maker. They've all got the little helmets on and they're bailing out the bar. Uh, this is the. This represented a chance for orc and civilized society to build bridges. There was a community garden that is now being trampled as people try to save what was left of this beacon of hope. And there was a crowd of very pissed off looking orcs just staring with single orc tears. So that's our competition. Anybody know what happened here? One of the firefighters comes up to you. Yeah, sounds like arson. Oh. Your son who? No, the, the cry. There was, somebody set this place on fire. He snuck in, started a big fight, stole a horse. Oh. Caused a lot of damage here. A lot of damage. A lot of uh, livelihoods are gone here. Have they caught this terrible character yet? Apparently, he fit the description of a known criminal. So they're just going to add this onto the bounty. It's getting high. That makes sense. Oh, so this criminal got away. Yeah, he was a, he was a known uh, halfling, known to associate with some unsavory types. They found some uh, horse tracks leading off to the east, but no one's seen, had no hair of him. He's probably dead. That would be more likely. And if not, he's going to hope he is. He just burned down the Massacre Mamer's house. Well, thank you for your help. Thank you guys want to grab a bucket and help put out this fire? No. Uh, no, we we have um, some pressing business. There's another fire in, we gotta get vest. to. Yes, in we're the, racist against all, orcs. We are, whoa, no, that no. is not cool, man. No, this is not, no. But that's our excuse for not helping. No, we're not racist against orcs. We just we just have a a, a pressing engagement. His, his wife is is pregnant, and we have to go. Right. Well, this is not Fort Nation. That kind of hate is not tolerated here. Shouldn't you actually be doing something about the fire? Trying to get help. Okay. From you. Nope. No. Oh. <laughs> he dejectedly goes back to passing buckets along. Finnick went to the east on a horse. Do we want to go find him? He sounds if, like he might need help. If we go after him, I might not have time to rest and change up my spells for what we need for the game. If we don't go after him, is he going to survive the night? I don't know how we're going to find him, though. I mean, his whole thing is he's sneaky. So. Surely some of them have tried to follow the horse tracks. It seems like a needle in a haystack. 
a flaming haystack. So what you're saying is you don't want to go look for Finnick. I'm as attached to him as any ex. When did you date? Again? I'm, I'm not entirely exes? sure about the timeline. Okay. Yes, I just uh, have this memory. Okay. Um, well, let's go back to the boarding house and hope he shows up. That's the, I think that's where he'd look for us. I mean, worst case scenario, there are other players on the team, so we should still win the game, I think. You know, I'm still a little iffy on you. I don't know him that well. I've known him for like one day. Yes, well, I'm still a little iffy on you. Well, can we move? Because this guy keeps trying to push a bucket into my hands. Okay, let's go. Finally, you return to Beeston's boarding house. The umpires have retired to their rooms. The players who are capable of movement are just retching upstairs. You can hear their faint, sorrowful bales as they evacuate themselves. And at the bar is that tiny halfling pounding them back. Oh, sorry, you've come back, so you have. Would you would you care to join me for a drink? Yes. Uh, sure, da, at least one. Perhaps I can tell you the tale of the time that I, I went and sold a hill giant on some beachfront property. Well, we have a tale for you first. Oh, yeah, story for story. Yes, it's about how your son possibly died. I would say status pending. Situation unknown. Where's, where's Finnick? some of us are optimistic. We last saw him around the fire. There was, like, a building on fire. Uh, well, he, last time we checked and, and he was going to go to a bar to possibly take on 16 orcs, but I'm hopeful. He's currently under the medical care of a horse. What have you done to him? What have you let him do? We it tried was more to... the second one. He, we just let him do what he was going to do. We tried to stop him. He was, he was adamant. We did point out his likely death. Twice. His ma's gonna kill me. I dragged him into this. I did this to him. I did it. But more importantly, you did it. Yes, well, you mentioned beer or something. uh, Some sort of drink. I think you did it. You are his parent and therefore more responsible than us. You did get us all into this situation. That is true. Personally, I don't ever let my kids play sports. That's for adults only. Not really your call since you'll never actually deal with your kids again. I'm going to see them. From a distance, maybe. From a very far distance, or through bars. I'm still mm. sending them letters. No, you gotta find your children. You gotta tell them that you love them. Oh, he knows where they are. He just can't go see them, or he'll be behind bars. And I say I love him in every letter. Why would you let anything stop you? Oh, I loved my children. Steve, did, no, Steve has very no. cute ears, and he likes to be scratched behind them. Oh, yes, let's call him back from his celestial realm. Steve appears. Oh, the wee little puppy. What I wouldn't give for something to love and for something to love me back. I thought you had a wife. I'll take that as flirting. Have some respect for the dead man. He was your husband. Oh, yeah. Really? I didn't know it was that far. Now I'm really sad. Who can tell anymore? When did Um, you guys get married? (laughs) Why don't I have a ring? Uh, Da, would you like me to hug you? Well, maybe hug the widow. I think I'd like that. Hank leans in and gives him a very warm hug. All right, you ask him. I'm, le- I'm learning. I'm learning about asking permission. Progress, progress. Hey, Da, I'll buy you a double. Oh, it's become awake now. <laughs> we drink to remember. We drink to forget. Well, if drinking helped you remember, I'd... 
I'd have a very good memory. Bartender, can I have a rainbow bowl? And so after four measly drinks, Da falls into a stupor and collapses onto the bar. Hank picks him up and carries him upstairs and puts him, lays him down in the bed that Finnick was supposed to sleep in. And Beeston himself wipes up the last of the spills, cleans the glasses with the same cloth, turns out the last lights, and curls up in the dog bed in the corner. Lots of people sleep in dog beds, he says to himself. <laughs> this isn't sad. I've achieved all my goals. This is what I meant for my life. <laughs> and cries himself to sleep yet again. So the night passes. The fire at the Emerald Arms is put out and the cinders remain. Left Eye finishes counting yet again. And the sun comes up. There's dew on the grass at Tabor Hill Grounds. And the first rays of sunlight illuminate the dust in the air at Beeston's boarding house. And the party is awoken. By the sound of a 700-pound beast with metal shoes. Hank looks out the window. You see a chestnut mare and a chestnut halfling. It's Finnick. He's it's all right. Finnick. Agata runs downstairs. My dearest husband. You keep saying what I'm saying right off of my words. Ah! Hank rushes down the stairs. Finnick is apparently unconscious. You don't see any signs of life. He hangs by one ankle off the stirrup of the horse. Agata rushes up and hugs him. What? Oh. The copper to the lady returns tenfold in gold. He pulls out a copper, kisses it, and tosses it to the ground. Fook shoves Agata out of the way and kisses Finnick full on the mouth. Oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Dearest husband! Oh, I, I just had an epic moment, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and you're about to have another one. Apparently you're married. Oh, oh, oh. It's nice to see you too. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller. Theme by Derek Baldwin. Edited by Maddox Campbell. Created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to our second episode of Chatting Caverns, where we talk about the death of a character, or in this case, the non-death. Ha <laughs> Well done, Finnick. Oh. Just barely. Oh, that took... Uh, Skin of your teeth. Yeah, a little I was just bit about of, to say that. A little bit of arguing, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. A little bit of uh, extreme luck. And I should say right now that our DM is sitting at the end of the table, very dejected and disappointed yes, in his dice rolling. Miserable. <laughs> miserable. Also for the visual of this, we'll be posting maps of uh, these battles so that you can see what this place looked like. Those are going to be on our Tumblr, and we'll also probably be tweeting them out. Yes. Yeah, so thanks so to Scott for making those really yeah. nice layouts. This is uh, really cool. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah. 
you're very skilled and you have no life, so oh! <laughs> you don't have to make it mean, oh. Kyle. Oh, I'm sorry. You're I'm out sorry. of character right now. I'm also kind of concerned as to why the homicidal maniac DM is, is throwing around names right now. Because <laughs> I rolled a one on my charisma check, because I can't roll above a two, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that battle took some twists, took some turns. We all thought Finnick was going to die. You pulled it out. I thought I was going to die so many times. How much have you been planning over the last couple of weeks? Planning? Yeah, because we've had a couple of weeks since the last recording session. Oh, he hasn't been planning We're allowed to do that? I didn't know. That's the thing. It's like I just thought that it would be the easiest thing Mm -hmm. because I was already hidden. And what are the chances that a bunch of dumb orcs, I didn't know, by the way, that 5e orcs, are so much smarter than Lord of the Rings orcs. <laughs> uh, so I was found almost right away. And then my secondary plan, which was uh, to challenge one of them to a marble fight and then just pull out the thing. I thought that, that would just confuse the hell out of them and I'd get the hell out of there. I but mean, confusion obvi- doesn't always lead to not attacking. Confusion sometimes leads to people attacking out of fear. And well, yeah, actually, I would like to angry think orcs. that most of the time in real life, confusion <laughs> leads to, to violence. Yeah. yeah. I really think you need to reread what it means to persuade or perform. <laughs> I, like Because that is not something that would ever really convince. I gave you a lot of leeway to try to convince. I gave you way more leeway than you probably Did deserve. Did you, though? Did you? No, really? I don't think you I, I let you him didn't. speak. I you let didn't. him speak because... You let him speak. <laughs> That's it. You did not let him convince. You Speaking just let him reaction. speak. The orcs... Come, if there are a bunch of orcs coming up ready to kill whatever they're going to find... Are they going to be swayed by someone who's trying to convince them he just wanted to challenge them to a marble battle? Well, if orcs Depends find well someone will. in their space, aren't they going to want to know why that person's there? So having yeah. a dialogue there actually kind of makes sense. I sure, think you're also it. putting a lot of rationality onto orcs. That actually makes a lot more sense with the D&D 5e orcs because they're smarter, mm-hmm. apparently. Yes, smart enough not to be taken in by... Yeah, you should still read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, yeah. and just learn some yeah. tactics. Oh, my dad to... bought that for me when I was like, <laughs> for sure. I never read it. <laughs> okay, so, um, Kyle, going into something like <laughs> this, you. after we've already got some nice backstory, it feels like characters should be almost immortal until we have backstory. Otherwise, they just feel mm-hmm. kind of lost when they die. We'd already gotten some of his backstory, so did you feel he was more expendable at that point? No, I felt he was more expendable when he decided to go to an orc bar and try to take on an entire. I wasn't trying to take them on. I was just going to sneak around. I'm a stealthy thief. To be fair to uh, for to Kyle, both myself and Scott told you that you would die if you did this. Yes, (laughs) it got a little tense in here tonight, uh, but you pulled it out. Yes, you got very lucky. Uh, I just want to bring back on a thing that. uh, Thank you, Lady Tomorrow. Kyle has given me crap. Repeatedly, repeatedly, because Maldar one time tried to make a grapple check <laughs> as a spellcaster <laughs> and then immediately died. And he went to an orc bar. As a halfling. As a halfling. And he's fine. 16 well, orcs. Apparently, the one thing, Kyle likes. Uh, the one thing I more. shake my head and say over and over again is rogues cheat. I feel only a rogue could have uh, made the moves to get away, only a rogue could have. Uh, had been stealthy enough to make any kind of moves where he was able to get that di- that disadvantage on the attacks against him. Also, having the ever smoking bottle, yes, uh, mm-hmm. which no you more. no longer have. That was no the that, that was, was the last sacrifice. remnant of Maddox. However, if they happen to bring it to the game, mm-hmm. 
I could, I could totally just sneak to it fair, back from them. It's not the last <laughs> remnant of Maddox because I, I Maldar, took Maldar. Maldar. I'm still here, guys. Did I, did I, no, say, Maldar, did I say Maddox? Did. You did. Oh, you did. shit. Maldar. I meant Maldar. <laughs> it's not the last remnant of Maldar because I actually took his pack. So I have his all of his stuff. My we do remnant. have his notebook, too, which yes, gives a lot of information about him. We have his notebook as uh, well. One other thing I'm wondering about is Maddox and I stepped in there for a while as the voices of the other orcs. How much did that twist what you were planning, Colin? Uh, Colin? Kyle? <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Colin, Colin. Sharp here. No. Uh, actually, I felt that that was pretty much in line with how I was going to respond. Uh, you didn't break any of the sort of narrative I had in my head of what these guys were thinking. It was it was good color. I liked it. I, I did was, make the orcs dumb. I was so happy <laughs> that you guys jumped in there and made the orcs dumb and go along with whatever game he was already doing because it made me much more confident that this was working. Wrong. <laughs> Wrongly, well, so. Wrongly so. Wrongly so, I guess. I Maddox guess. only made the one orc dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yes. really. the one. Yeah. This uh, did not, didn't affect any of the way that the mechanics of the battle went, which uh, working out what is and is not an action seemed to be a bit of a, a tense area throughout. Yeah. Uh, movement. Okay, let me say that going into this battle, I thought that it was within the city and thus there would be buildings around it. Apparently, there were no buildings for another 25 to 30 feet on either side of the building. Yeah, that doesn't make the action less stupid. Well, well but with that a, way with I could a escape through and the roofs. Animals, no building wants to be close to that because of the smell of manure. So it makes sense to have distance. Yeah, 30 feet isn't that far. Like, there's wide streets like that if you're just not in, like, downtown, downtown. I know. I just, I, I was planning on escaping through the rooftops, and yeah. there were no rooftops to you escape a, to. You had a plan. I did have a plan yeah. that was if, not in If you had brought your web shooters, you probably could have made the distance. But web that's shooters. not a thing I've got two have. questions I want to do to finish this off. Okay, Kyle, you said that you had a couple of ideas that you thought were possible routes that Finnick could get out of this. Clearly, he didn't take any of them. Uh, and in fact, he he took the horse, which wasn't even in your original plan. I just put it in the model. And I, I was fine with that. I thought it was a good idea. Uh, when I saw you post that, that became one of the ideas in my head for him getting away. Okay. Uh, another idea that I had first off was for him to tell the truth. <laughs> Never gonna happen. And to, to be to, fair, you mentioned you said earlier while, during a break that if he had done that, he would have been maimed. So I don't know that that's necessarily. I, a better I said option. several times that they do the maiming on the field. Uh, my idea was that they would basically just knock him unconscious and put him in a cage and parade him around in front of you to demoralize you. It would have been <laughs> hilarious for me. That would have been hilarious <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, that been I'm kind of disappointed now. That was that was basically my grand plan if he did not die outright, okay. was to have him be apprised that they paraded in front of you. Uh, he could have, if he had not been found out immediately, uh, I gave a bunch of exits on both the hayloft and the main floor that he could get through and i knew he had stealthy abilities i knew he had this boots of spider climb he could have run over the roof of the of the barn he could have hopped from hay bale to hay bale there were sort of pathways away if he didn't get found out in that first instance but mainly it would have been just telling the truth and um talking his way out of it without trying to give a ridiculous story. Yeah. Uh, one of the options that I saw that he could possibly have done is you'd added lanterns to the map after you'd shown me the map in the first place. Yes. And being on a second level with all that hay, you could have created walls of fire easily. 
Yep. Those Have were, either of you very two flammable. met Oliver? Um, well, yes. His uh, plan is normally to pretend to be someone he's not, then sing and dance, <laughs> then run away. You must realize in that order. You must realize that Finnick is a charlatan and depends heavily on luck and deception. Yeah. And that luck saved you on that horse. It did. Your body dangling very from that horse so. for a very long period of time. Uh, three success rolls to one failure. Woohoo! Very nice. <laughs> what is what I will say is that the type of uh, charlatan action is not claiming to be the son of a man who is <laughs> and doing a dance while the man says, "This is not my son." <laughs> you're, you're talking to a guy who keeps using his uh, fake duke ring. Uh, ring calling. And By the way, the imaginary. imaginary yes. <laughs> mm, okay, that was a weird game that I came up with, and just because I saw it on my sheet as signet ring of an imaginary duke, because that's what it says. Uh, but the duke's name, by the way, is uh, Duke Hedrick Hobbletoe. In case anyone wants to know. Oh, that's that terrible. Sounds really fake. That's, that's, terrible. that's terrible. That's the worst name. That's the perfect <laughs> halfling name. Yeah, halflings have dumb names. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> if you actually use that in any situation, that might have do better than I'm an imaginary <laughs> dude. I know, it's just so much more fun. Okay, Oliver, you've had weeks coming into this thinking that you might have left the podcast tonight. Early in the session, you might have just had to uh, take your bag, take your stuff, and leave. Would you have punched me? Um, I would have been sad, would have been dejected, uh, because I feel like, you know, Finnick has a lot more to do. <laughs> but um, it was a it was a risk that I knew coming into it, and uh, and I don't regret having done it. <laughs> For sure. You say sure. now as you're alive. Yeah. As I'm alive, yeah, yeah. I don't regret having done it because I'm alive. <laughs> well, it's weird because we've all had to sit in this moment of thinking that Oliver would leave the table and someone else would be sitting in that chair, which was weird because we kind of formed a little bond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a little weird. I, <laughs> I kept arguing for Phoenix Point. <laughs> <laughs> the challenge rating on that I haven't even calculated, but these orcs were never intended to be used on mass. They were never intended to be used in open combat. They were designed specifically to do interesting things in the midst of the made-up mage handball game. Yes, and unfortunately none of them have been maimed, so uh, oh, they're going to go into the battle. So not the, only the did you nearly uh, however, get they, yourself killed, you failed in your no, mission. No, 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 no. <laughs> they have nowhere to sleep now. Thus they will be super tired. Or pissed. Um, I think they sleep where we sleep. They're, they'll be super They've got angry. rooms at the boarding house. No, that's the other. That's the oh, that's yeah. the other team. That would be very were, awkward. <laughs> yeah, that would be so. <laughs> they were sleeping in the hay bales in there. They they'll have nowhere to really sleep. Right. They'll be but extremely tired. Professional athletes. I think they can mm. afford one night at a hotel. Um, they're orcs. They won't be allowed in a hotel. Right, and orcs don't need a hotel. <laughs> well, that's I'm true. glad Finnick's still around. Not just because he's Fook's husband, but because he's got the, dis- <laughs> the he's that, got the disguise. I don't know kit. when that happened. I but. feel like it, I feel like it it progressed from you just thinking that we slept together and me letting you think that for the sake of your something. dog gave me that and i had to go with it and then, and then it came from your father and then it was a husband you, no you guys very were, drunk you guys pretended to be married to get the room at beeson's boarding house oh yeah <laughs> and so it's not tell the difference between reality I and lies that, i love that fook remembered that even without a shield <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure he wrote it down yeah it'll get written down but uh Oh, yeah, no, you, the, you've <laughs> got the disguise kit, so we can't show up at this game looking like ourselves because we're wanted people. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That'll yeah. take that was forever. A very ominous <laughs> um, no, I'm pretty good at it. Okay, so here's looking for more hilarity in our next episode. This has been another uh, episode of Chatting Caverns. Thank you and good night. Thank you. You. <laughs> What's that? There's a purple worm underneath the field gonna come up in the middle of the game and get my revenge? 
That's I, no, I feel like what? that's Don't super that. unneeded. <laughs> <laughs>